BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Woo, woo, woo! Uh, look out. Watch out, everybody. It's How Did We Get Here? The podcast, Richard, with no breaks, but we're in an ambulance this time. Woo, woo! Going, coming right at you really fast. I'm in the driver's seat. I'm Coney, and at my side... My main EMT is Jacob. Hi, Jacob. How you doing? Hello. Hi. Uh, uh, we're in an ambulance woo, today. Woo, uh, woo, woo. Sure. I, I'll how's, commit to that. How's the patient doing? The patient is the listener. Uh, a, a little brain dead, it seems. We got we to gotta <laughs> give him some more stat. Let's take him to the gold land of Hollywood today. Oh, they love Hollywood. They love going to Hollywood. And today's topic is perfect. It is the scintillating romantics of Hollywood conspiracies. And this wasn't supposed to be the topic, but we literally got on call and, and Jacob was like, hey, let's talk about this. And I said, absolutely. I had some thoughts towards the end of last episode, but he was like, I can't fit this in like a 10 minute time slot. Right. We were we were way over. Mm-hmm. So Hollywood, right? Uh, it really started with with me, like thinking about like all these Hollywood conspiracies. Um kind of talking in that last episode about like, you know, like the Ricky Gervais speech at the Golden Globes 2020 when he he really just like commented on how people, you know, allowed Harvey Weinstein to do what he did. The, sure. They were all friends with Jeffrey Epstein and all that. And, and, and it really just like boils down from there. You know, like people also thought like there was so celebrities involved in like coronavirus at the beginning of it. Right. I remember where, that. Um, I think that could be the first one where some people thought like the coronavirus was like an Illuminati thing. Yeah. They thought they like intentionally, they, they thought the virus was real. They, they, they spread it and they were using it to kill off celebrities because now their deaths are going to be like if massive numbers of people die suddenly, it's yeah. accepted. You know, no questions asked from the public. Right. I I remember seeing some stuff about that. I mean, like, it really came down to, is the Illuminati real? And, I mean, for years I've seen stuff about, like, the, the craziest thing about the Illuminati for me is the idea that Jay-Z and Beyonce are, like, the queen and kingpin. Because, like, mm-hmm. they're... uh entertainers, right? They're not even, like... They're not global figureheads or, like... Obviously, they have businesses. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it the doesn't Illuminati feel like is so know. much bigger than that, you know? Right, exactly. It, if there is an Illuminati, it is not being controlled by, you know, a rapper. Um, but I, I do remember the COVID stuff. I remember uh, the, I mean, this is branching off too much, but it reminds mm-hmm. me of the Pizzagate thing. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, which is its own thing, where people thought that there was a, a pizza shop in D.C. that was harboring, like, illicit activity, which is insane. Yeah, um, it was like, a, it, it, this happened after, uh, this was the 2016 election when Clinton got her emails leaked. Right. Yeah, it was, it was WikiLeaks. Yeah, and there was a big thing about, like, I don't know the whole story, but something about the pizza place near there, which always blew my mind because I'm kind of close to it. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm close to DC, like an hour out, and I've always been like, huh, I kind of want to go there, see some what all of the buzz worst is about. Publicity. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know though, because I think that if you know that it's goofy and it's ridiculous, like you might be like, all right, let me just, you know, that's okay. close to me, and I see it but everywhere. So it's, I agree that it's probably mostly positive, but think about how passionate some of these people are, and the people true. who probably believe this are the people who are going to harass their pizza shop. That's true. If not worse. We're yeah. going to, like, break the windows. No, that's true. 
Yeah, it was it was uh, just something about Clinton's emails getting leaked, and in it they found quote evidence of like coded messages that was just pretty much like, yeah, we have a child sex ring and do some trafficking at this God. little pizza shop. That's terrifying. The fact that like somebody could get that idea yeah. based on what they assume to be coded messages and just like totally flip their own narrative and and try to like enact justice in that way. I remember uh, Tom Hanks was the first. Yes. I was. Oh, wow. It up. even says that. Yeah. He was the first like celebrity coronavirus thing, which honestly, if I was a coronavirus truther and I thought Hollywood, you know, invented it or whatever, mm -hmm. that's the play. You give it to Tom Hanks first because he can make it look wholesome and nice. Right. Yeah. I, I remember that. In the pictures Tom Hanks posted of him, like, because at the beginning, I think COVID was a lot scarier than mm. it is now. But uh, it was kind of like, a, you know, I'm in a bunker in a desolate island. That is my house. And yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks, when he posted that he like had COVID and everything, like people started doing insane person research. And they're like, in these pictures, this doesn't look like a house. This looks like a bunker. Like, And then they're like, analyze the doors and like this is the barker from the door these doors are only used in bunkers and they were like oh, talking God. about like CIA stuff and yeah so it, it was something like that if, if I remember he was like stuck in Australia yeah some I think he got stuck in a different country it probably was Australia and he just yeah. had to stay there quarantine for two weeks or something like I, that I gotta say though like this is a brilliant plot of a movie of using like a pandemic to try to assassinate like world leaders and then <laughs> uh and then having their deaths be justified you right know? I, yeah, I think that's a brilliant plot line yeah there'd probably be a movie for that in like 20 years when everybody's you know sort of like over we're, it. we're over it yeah exactly and we could look back and be like oh you know that sucked but that's a brilliant idea for a movie in a little while yeah like we're just able to talk about 9-11 now yeah and and sometimes not even yeah, like a lot, that still stings for a lot of people, understandably. But I don't know. It's uh, I I could see that happening where coronavirus in twenty years, people would just be like, "Wow, that was nuts, huh? Huh? Yeah, oh, well, just, pandemics felt like fiction, you know, growing up. They really did, dude. They're mm -hmm. like one of the most popular iOS games or Android games was Plague Inc., right? Yeah, and it's like that game sort of took that idea to. Could you, you imagine know, if that game came out today? Oh my god. It would be, it would be hated. Yeah. I wonder insensitive. how many YouTubers made a video like that, like playing Plague Inc. as coronavirus. Uh, wonder how more I can than do. I'd like to admit. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a bunch. Yeah. So let's just top this one off with like this is going to be a very Illuminati focused episode, of course. And what is the Illuminati? Um. Uh, like to put it lightly, it's it is a like a hidden s group of people who are all influential in media, pop culture. Of course, this isn't confirmed real or not. It's just people control the press cycle, essentially yeah. the global press cycle. It's like they just kind of like dictate who's in, who's out and who needs to be taken out. It's it's essentially uh mass media information wars i guess is the idea mm -hmm. is just controlling the population's perception and ideas um and sort of pulling the strings behind it's like a world shadow government yeah as, as yeah far as I yes, understand that's it. a good way to put it I, I don't know the complete overlap of like what who people think are in the illuminati versus like epstein's close friends yeah but I, there's definitely an overlap in there to really like it to me, it also sounded like people that were just too powerful to be told no. Right. It feels almost like, and and like coming from a community of people who are, you know, because I come from Smash and I like, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm trying to put this in a way that doesn't make it sound like I'm bragging, but like I know the people, but we don't like talk or try to instill a philosophy or a, an idea you know what i mean it's like i think mm -hmm. people have this idea that people are more connected than they are at least in our sphere and i feel like that's the same with celebrity culture where they see something like the academy awards and yeah. they're like oh they're all in on it they're all in it together when really i think it's just a bunch of individual or small teams 
uh, looking out for themselves or fending uh-huh. for themselves, and it Agreed. manifests in the kind of will where people are, you know, it might seem like they're pushing against the common man, but really it's just apathy. I would like to raise an example too. Sure. Um, it's is this real? Is this is like Hollywood corrupt and evil? And honestly, I like to think so. Not I'm not signing off to every theory we're going to talk about today, but I, I feel like there's good in Hollywood, sure. But yeah. it, it's like when you break it down and really talk about like the good people are aware of the bad, you know? Yeah, of course. And which it kind of goes to like the whole philosophy of a cab, you know, like all right, cops sure. are bastard. They're like, but there are good cops. And it's like, oh, well, the good cops know about the bad cops. and They choose to do nothing about it. So that's like where that logic comes in. Right. But yeah. I, I, I feel like let's take down the stakes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a group of moms in an elementary school PTA. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And how I'm going to relate this to the Stanford prison experiment. Please do. Do you think that in this position that the president of the PTA, the Parent Teacher Association, uh-huh. could get a little drunk with the power? Oh, absolutely. That and happens all the time. Y- correct. And who checks the mom that's <laughs> at the top? Uh, I don't know. For a PTA, uh, the board, do they oversee yeah, let's that? Say, let's I don't say know who does that. <laughs> let's say the board. Do you think someone at the top of the board could get drunk with power? <laughs> you see where I'm going with this. Yeah, exactly. Like. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Anyone who gets drunk with power. We, we agree that everyone in every group, when given a position of power, is likely to abuse it. Sure. And... What prevents people from doing that is order of having punishment. Right. And there's always someone above them to enforce that punishment. Checks and also, and balances. you've seen in like, you know, communities where, you know, it goes a little unnoticed and awful things happen. Like people abuse power easily, right. quickly at the drop of a hat. Not everyone, but like enough people do. And the good right. people know about it. That's the scary part. Um, yeah, so I think like if you just keep doing that example higher and higher and higher up, eventually you just get to a point where it's like, now we're at the top. Who's telling these people no? Right. I feel like if, I'm not saying I would do this, but if in a position of power where you have a theoretically infinite supply of money. Sure. And you're just bored, really. Right. Like, why wouldn't you just do some awful shit knowing you won't get punished. Exactly, yeah. Uh, well, there's this that old quote. This is kind of like drifting away from the forced media cycle and more of his, like, Pizzagate stuff. Well, but. it's individual wills is yeah. what you're getting at. Is Instead of, like, a larger collective hive mind, it's like, if you're rich, why not speed? Who gives a shit? Oh, you're going to get a, a $75 ticket? Oh, no. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I feel like it's that way. There's that old quote that's like, any law that you know it only has a uh, a financial obstruction or something like that mm-hmm. is a law against the poor because rich yeah. people can afford it it's some yeah, I mean, some quote people like go to jail know. and get bailed out the same night like j- prison for rich people is not the same exactly yeah and and i think that's what it really comes down to is like it's just a different world it's a different life and that's a, it it's interesting because we talked about it at the end of the last episode how it feels like so many celebrities are out of touch and that's exactly what it is, is it's just you don't live the same life. And it's yeah. it's it's nearly impossible to stay in touch with who you are and be in that world at the same time. It's it's nuts. We can pull from an example that everybody knows of, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street that, you know, that was based on a real story. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the the guy, the 
the book and movie were written after, Jordan Belfort, uh, how long do you think, like, you saw the movie, you know all the awful things he did. Right, yeah. Um, how long was he in prison for? Oh, uh, six months, maybe? Uh, 22, which is still longer than I expected, honestly. Sure, yeah. But, like, <laughs> longer than he, or shorter than he should have been. Not two years. Yeah, not right. two years is, like, pretty <laughs> lax. Right, Because yeah. I, I feel like, you know, people can go just the wrong cop at the wrong time. You know, you, you can go to jail for, like, marijuana possession <laughs> right? nearly the same length. It, it all depends on... It, it's crazy that it really does depend on the subjective feeling of, yeah. you know, a cop or a judge or somebody it's in power. a lot of socioeconomical... Socio, socioeconomical issues? I think that's... Yeah, whatever. It. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Uh, but while we're talking about celebrity conspiracy theories, uh, this is... While we're getting even lighter or mm -hmm. uh, even more brevity into the conversation... Did you, you, so I, I brought this up to you. You said you hadn't heard of it. You don't know the Richard Gere one? No. These are my favorite kind of celebrity conspiracies. There is a conspiracy theory, and apparently it's been debunked, but I still choose to believe it's true <laughs> in my head canon, that Richard Gere was admitted to the hospital because he had a gerbil, a live gerbil, stuck in his, uh, his rectum. Um, uh, I did type in Richard Gere in the first word, which gerbil. And I was like, I think I see where this is going, but I'm going to let you take it. And there it is. Yep. That's the one. Um, South Park has a has a character on it. Lemmy Winks, who is a mainstay. It was so popular. I feel like Richard Gere isn't really around anymore. So nobody talks about it. Mm -hmm. But like, I love the fact that somebody definitely just made this up <laughs> and now it hounds him forever. It's kind of fucked up. But it's yeah. so ridiculous that I love it. I, I think... I don't know. One conspiracy that I think is, like, it's it's interesting, it's, uh -huh. uh, is, like, are you aware of, like, adrenochrome? No. This is the only Hollywood theory I've ever found that I was like, I'm going to rabbit hole this. <laughs> it's, um... So... It starts a few ways. Like, adrenochrome in, like, chemistry textbooks is just like this. Uh, the chemical makeup of it, they just pretty much say, like, yeah, this this exists. Like, let me actually look it up. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, adrenochrome. Um, I've never even heard of this. Yeah, it's a chemical compound produced by the oxidation of adrenaline. Um, blah, blah, blah. Limited research from the 50s to 70s, which... Research from the 50s to 70s does not mean ethical. <laughs> first oh, off. not at all. No, they yeah. were like cutting off dogs' heads and seeing if they could, if they could keep them alive. Like, it's messed yeah. up. If I if you see anything that was researched and stopped in the 70s, <laughs> it, it means something was wrong. There's a reason it stopped, yeah. Yeah, uh, says it's a potential cause of schizophrenia. Well, and then it, you know, it explicitly states, while it has no current medical application, the related derivative compound, uh, blah, 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 whatever. Um, it's just like in every textbook they always talk about, there's like no medical uh, benefit from it. And now you see where it starts to get interesting. What if mm. there is medical benefit from it? And the the, 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 the Illuminati is lying and everything, you know? Stuff ah, like um, I see. They, they pretty much... Again, this is just one of those things. I love viewing conspiracy theories as like a work of fiction and I'm just a reader. Sure, yeah. Because I can get really in invested in these theories, but never in my life am I going to subscribe to them as like fact, you know? Part of me wonders if it's almost like how much of this is born from earnest belief in the same way that most. like... You think so? Because I, I, I feel like the same way about like Scientology where L. Ron Hubbard is just like, I'm going to create a religion. And then he did. And it, yeah. it it feels kind of like he's not he's not smoking his own stuff. You know what I mean? And I wonder I that about like that. adrenochrome or stuff like that where it's just like, I wonder if I could get people to believe in this and then it gets out of control. Um, but who knows? Yeah, they the whole theory is that if you inject adrenochrome into you, it like is like essentially like the fountain of youth you know that's how celebrities retain so youthful <laughs> for so long 
And I remember that was stem cells. That was a thing a while ago mm-hmm. where the idea is like it's stem cells being injected and that will save you. Yeah, there's and like I will say the most interesting part of this entire theory uh, was that they said the effects of adrenochrome causes like black eyes and everything. Mm-hmm. And then it had like here are long list of celebrities with black eyes. <laughs> and it's just kind of like a. I guess, like, black eyes aren't super common. Yeah. Not especially. I mean, yeah, they, so it, it, not like that. I saw this one, and I was like, okay, well, that's that's interesting. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I am seeing, like, our producer talking about, like, QAnon and how they believe Hillary Clinton and Hollywood people would consume blood of I kids. I remember that. Yeah, kids' but blood. I'm getting yeah. there. I'm yeah. getting there. Yeah, I think they were like, say, like, where do you get adrenaline or like adrenochrome? Yeah. And the the theories were say stuff like you can only get it in uh, um, like, you know, like life or death adrenaline terror moments. So in this, you know, they would just be like, oh, that's where the whole like children rings come in. You know, like they abduct kids, torture them until they're at like their peak and then they get the adrenaline and then blah, 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 whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, like they're farming them or something, which is kind of like a combination of multiple Hollywood conspiracy theories, I feel. Yeah, they they it's kind of like a game of telephone where they yeah. sort of get passed around to different people and they put their own spin on it. I'm looking at this black eye picture and yeah. I'm like kind of fascinated because like, yeah, see, you know, that was the thing that got me. Yeah, because I've never had a black eye in my life. I feel Same. like black eyes are not super common. So when you see all these celebrities with them, you're like. Huh. <laughs> I I like that was 100% the same thing for me. I was like I'm this is fun piece of fiction and then that got me like that is interesting though. Yeah, it's good to know. And I but the problem is I feel like this is how people get sucked up cuz exactly. people are like us and they're like, "Oh, that's interesting. Let me find out more stuff like this." And then they they're up until 4 a.m. uh, you know, moving around some index cards on their blackboard. And you're like, "Oh my yeah. god, it's all true." I mean, as as unethical as it might be, it just I, I feel like this theory starts gaining a lot more weight when anyone can just like chemically prove the value of adrenochrome or something like that. Right. Yeah. But it just doesn't sound like there's an ethical way to retrieve it, you know? Right. So that's it reminds what me of the uh, it reminds me of the horse stuff. You remember the horse stuff that Joe Reagan Mis- was on yeah. for a while ago? Wait, are you talking about Mr. Hands? No. I was talking about the horse stuff, the um BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The uh, the the ivermectin. So there was horse medicine that Joe Rogan was oh. saying he was like taking to help him either with COVID or to prevent COVID. I don't know the whole story, but basically there was a whole controversy because uh, people were talking about horse medicine, ivermectin, which I think is like horse heart stuff uh, gotcha. being the answer to COVID or it cures COVID or it lessens the symptoms or something. And I don't know whether or not Joe Rogan endorsed it, but somehow it came up on his podcast and people hated him for it. But it's like another one of those where it's like, where does the, where do people even get these ideas? It's just, I think it's telephone. I think it's like, yeah, these substances help a little bit. And then these substances help a lot. And then that gets passed down to somebody who doesn't quite understand it as well. And he's just like, yeah, all this stuff's good. Um, What's Mr. Hands? Just I'm nervous now. Oh, my God. I don't just Google it. Mr. Hands the horse. Just no, just Mr. Hands. OK. It's enough. Oh, God. And there it is. OK. I've never heard of this. Oh, my God. All right. I'll look that up later. <laughs> but if I may talk file. about Mr. Hands real quick. Okay, yeah, if you must, if you uh, have to. The, the Enumclaw horse sex case, uh, also known as Two Guys, One Horse. 
Uh, Mr. Hands was a horse, and I'm trying to find a delicate way to touch on this one. I could tell you're you're on very thin ice on top of eggshells. You know what? I'll just say it. It's it's a story about how a guy got fucked by a horse to death. Yep. And what I think is the craziest part of the story, it wasn't even the first time he did it. <laughs> he had multiple run-ins. Yeah, it was just... I mean, you can kind of see how eventually hits a sensitive spot, ruptures, uh, eternal bleeding, you die. But he was on yeah. camera was the thing. Oh my um, God, there's a video of it? Yeah, I have never oh! seen the video, nor do I want to. No, but, me neither. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so... I thought you were talking about this because uh, Joe Rogan did show this video to guests on the podcast. Oh, God. No, I didn't know that. And I I do think <laughs> that is honestly a not cool thing to do. Yeah, no, I think that's a little, uh, I that's think, a like, little bit too far. Farming reactionary content is one thing, but it's just like seeing a murder is weird. Right. There's Especially something... in such a disgusting way. Yeah, there's something that you never really... Like, I'm pretty desensitized, like, as somebody yeah. who grew up, like, I saw, like, you know, beheading tapes, and, because, like, I was a kid, and I was just curious, mm -hmm. so, like, beheading tapes. Pain or, Olympics. Like, yeah, Pain Olympics, people, there, there's the jar video where the guy, the jar shatters. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Electrocution, whatever. But, like, you never really get used to it, and there's a there's a dark part of your brain that, that gets some kind of weird... You, you know it's what you seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you never get used to it. There's actually a subreddit that has just popped up that I've been looking at uh, with a lot of videos like that. And I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want you kids to look it up. But it's funny that you bring this up because it's the same thing where it's like showing somebody a video of somebody dying is kind of fucked up, right? Unless it's yeah. like completely uh, consensual, I guess, or if it's like I, that, I think it's probably like ninety nine percent of people go their entire lives without seeing someone else get murdered. I was gonna say maybe without ever seeing a dead person, like a dead yeah, body, other than fine. like at a wake. But I don't think that's true because people like you know with your loved ones or like family or you know. I, I think like dying of like cancer in a hospital bed or of natural causes is like. Very oh, I get different. what you're saying. I get yeah, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like. At that point, you're sad they're dead, but you're not like, oh, my God, are they dead? Right. You know, like, like, different feeling. I've never seen, like, a car crash other than, like, a yeah. fender bender. So it's like, yeah, I get I get what you're saying. You don't really see that at yeah. all. And then you have, like, just tons of, like, this is, like, a little out of, like, Illuminati uh, celebrity thing. But then you have, like, all these other things that popped up, which is, like, you know, Manson family, right? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I dove into that pretty hard because it was kind of loosely adopted into uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Really? Oh, did you not watch it? No, I didn't know that that's what that movie was about. Like, I knew uh, that movie came out, but... it It's really not. Honestly, I, I like Tarantino a lot. I love Leonardo DiCaprio. Like Brad sure. Pitt, love Margot Robbie. And movie kind of a sleeper for me. Mm, really? Okay. It's dragged. It, it had some good moments here. It was definitely a Tarantino film. Um, sure. By that, I mean, there's a lot of feet in it. A lot of feet. I was going to, yeah. <laughs> that was where I was going to. I was like, you got a lot of feet in there. He loves feet. He loves feet. It's, um, it's, I cannot believe Margot Robbie, you know, she's, she's, uh, in the Wolf of Wall Street and that's kind of right. like her big break. And, you know, she had a full nude scene in it. No, I didn't know that. And like, I didn't realize that yeah. was her. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I knew she was in it, but I never pieced those two things together. The fact that she was in the movie and nude in the movie. Yeah, I feel like Margot Robbie is just a massive actor now. Right. But at that time, that was the first time I ever knew who she was. And I feel like a lot of people don't do like nude scenes late into their careers. So it's kind of no. like uh, it, unfortunate she led with that. I think of like uh, what Amelia Clark in Game of Thrones, like in the later seasons, she didn't go nude. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The same um, thing happened with uh, Game of Thrones. The, um, who is the, uh, oh, uh, Dina Hetty, Laura Hetty. I don't, the, the, the lady, the main, don't know the wine drinker in the window, the fucking, the bad lady, uh, the main antagonist woman, Lena Hetty. Of, I didn't watch Game of Thrones. You didn't see Game of Thrones. Son of a mm. bitch. Okay. I think it's Lena Hetty. She's like the main antagonist in the movie. And there's a scene 
Spoilers, I just but know I don't that care. Amelia Clark was naked in it. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> why is that the one thing you know about the show, Jacob? Hmm. Interesting. Anyways, you're saying? Yeah, so there's a scene where Lena Headey, she's like the queen of one of the uh, families. I forget which one it is. Like, they're the bad guys, though. And she gets dragged out into the street and paraded through the street naked. But mm -hmm. she didn't want to be naked for the scene, which is totally understandable. But it's always interesting to me, like, where people's lines and limits are drawn. Because, like, obviously we need them. Um, you know, like with sex scenes and movies, you don't want two people who are only together because of this uh, movie filming to actually go through with it. But it's interesting to see that some people, especially early in their careers, will go for it, but not late. Or the mm -hmm. opposite, where they'll they'll like hold on to it for years, and they're just like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, who cares?" Yeah, yeah. Um, what I was saying with like Margot Robbie was, I was kind of surprised because she had a gratuitous amounts of feet shots in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> like an like a like so much that like you noticed minutes, it. yeah, minutes. Um, the one that like lives rent free in my head is she went she was an actress in the movie uh she went to go see her first major motion picture the theater was empty but she still had a good time she just propped her feet up took her shoes off in the theater just ate popcorn and smiled and you can imagine where the camera angle was from yeah i could see it in my head yeah like her body's on one third and her feet are on the other ah okay yeah, yeah. and it's it, it lingers it definitely lingers but Who is that, that wasn't the four like Quentin, you already have the film like that. You can keep that. You don't need to show everybody. Yeah, I, but I think the most egregious example in that same movie was there was another girl who I think was like one of the. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale solar energy in Ohio and Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Uh, quote daughters, sisters, or whatever, the, the Manson family that they yeah. had in that movie. And... Brad Pitt picks her up and she was like hitchhiking, takes her to the Manson family manor or whatever. Uh-huh. And in it, she's just like doesn't have any shoes. So she's sitting in the passenger seat and just puts her feet up on the dash. Ah. Uh, and okay. then like the camera angle is like right outside the dashboard or something, and you can just see or the glass, and you just see her feet. And it's in like that's that it's in focus. Got you. Yeah, that's and even worse. That one, like that shot drags too, and they keep cutting <laughs> to it. And um, my crazy, actually, I think this is probably like my crazy celebrity story. Yeah. Um, I was at a karaoke bar and I was, you know, I'm, I'm a little lit. I'm talking to try and put a song down for my karaoke and behind me, um, this girl's talking guy comes up to her. He's like, yo, yo, are you the feet girl? And she's like, hi, uh, yeah. And just, he's like, that's awesome. And just the walks feet off. Girl. And I, I turn around and I was like, I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Can I ask what that was about? <laughs> Because I was just thinking, like maybe some OnlyFans fetish shit. Yeah. But uh, she was like, "Oh, I was in a, I was in a movie. My, it's just my feet were in the movie." And she's, I was like, "Oh, what movie?" She's like, "Oh, you know, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood." And I'm like, "Okay." Oh wow. So so I met the feet girl. Did did she? Well, it sounds like she knew about it. The fact that that's what people would know her for. Like, did she find it weird? I mean. I guess she I mean, had to. I, I didn't sit down and ask her a life story. I, I no. just said, ah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, that's a Moved strange on. conversation, I guess. Yeah. Man. I like Maybe I realized just... I felt like I was overstepping from the get-go just asking. No, absolutely. Like, Feet girl. <laughs> what does I must he inquire? Mean? Yeah, you have to like <laughs> lean over because then she's like, oh God, not another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two like, assholes. I, I already knew what it sounded like, but uh, it was a random person and I was just a little curious. Sure. I'm I'm, I'm wondering like maybe it if it's what if it's like Tarantino's editor and Tarantino is getting all this flack and he never even like noticed it and then he realizes one day he's like whoa you thought I was in a feet no no they're disgusting it's just I, my I, editor guy I saw a TikTok of two girls just running into Tarantino just like on the street and they gave him a 
a Sharpie and asked if they had like flip flops <laughs> on. So they asked if he would sign their feet and he did. So um, I, I think you're wrong. Oh, God. OK. All right. I feel yeah. like if someone asked me for that, even if I made like a lot of feet jokes, per se, I don't I don't think I would. No, I don't do that. No, I wouldn't even touch that. I'd be like, yeah. no, what do you? I would want to give some level of uh, considerable doubt. Like people mm-hmm. would be like, oh, you know, I, I I asked him to sign my feet and he wouldn't do it. So maybe it's not. I would like that to spread out into the world rather than yeah. just people thinking I'm a delinquent. Yeah, and I know that like foot fetishes are super common. I think it's like it's like one in eight. People have them. Do you know what causes it? I found out about this. I don't know if this it's, is it's true. It's something or not. of like the same thing, like something brainstem, same vein goes down to genitalia, goes down to feet. Yeah. Like that. It's some like it's some area, I think, where your brain is mushed together where it shouldn't be, and two things are touching that yeah. stimulate in the same area, which is like, damn, if that's true, we are all one bad like bowling ball to the head away from like some Foot fucked fetish. up stuff yeah it's exactly really well even worse like, like it's it's not your fault yeah that's insane to me and the fact that like feet are so innocuous in a lot of ways like at, at least it's not it could be worse right the culture's like, changed now people are much more scared to show their feet in public yeah yeah that's true <laughs> but i i think the thing i'm most shocked at is um like i They've definitely met more than eight people. I have probably been comfortable to reveal things to more than eight people. Mm. And I've definitely had more, like, I find it so hard to believe that one in eight people have foot fetishes, but all the stats back it up. Right. Some even say one in, like, two. Like, it's, it's, it's depending on your sample size, it's insane. And who, who the fuck is lying to me? Yeah, who is out there that isn't telling i feel like you should tell people like straight up like I, i'll yeah. still be your friend i don't care but like i oh, need to know if your you're toes. the one in eight yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no i you know what it's so crazy because so i've had a friend since i was 14 and i'm 33 now this might have been a year ago so 32 so it was uh what 18 years of friendship and i was telling him the same story of like you know i i think that i I, I think I said the same thing that I said to you just now, where it's like, do you know where foot fetish comes comes from? Do you know where that starts? And he said something to the effect of like, no, but I wish it would stop. Oh. And I'm thinking, okay, did you mean like, do you wish it would stop for like the culture? Mm-hmm. Like it's weird for the culture or for you? And I never pressed him on it. And I was like, Haha, yeah. And then I kept going. But he's yeah. been my friend for 18 years. And now I'm like, is he a foot guy? Not I that mean, I would if, care. If he is, it's like fine. It's better than a lot of other things. Yeah, Which, but I want to know, and I don't know why I want to know. I right? say just shoot is him there... the text. Just, just, just rip it off. Ask. Yeah, maybe. I, well, now it was like two years ago, so now it's yeah. even weirder. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, do you remember this convo we had? Like, mm-hmm. but it sounded like he was like uh, uh, an unwilling prisoner of his own yeah. mind. Like he didn't want that to I, be his thing. I have thought that about. Okay, so. What I'm going to say is I, I need to tread some careful water here, right? Sure. Um, nothing I'm going to say is defending what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. It's just anything I say here can be taken out of context and get me canceled. Of so l- let's be cool here. Um, so he was clearly like a victim of his own mind, right? Like he yeah, does not want to be attracted to feet, but he is. Yeah. I've constantly thought the same thing about like pedophiles. Sure. Because I... I'm sure there are a lot, like, the bad ones, right? The, the bad ones are the ones who act on it, right? You know, sure, yeah. that I'm not defending them at all because they should still know the social consequences of, like, d- doing things to children, right? Yeah, of course. But I do wonder how torturous the mind is of someone who is sexually attracted to minors and does not act on it. Like, right. it's easy for me to not do anything with minors because I'm just straight up not attracted to them. Well, it doesn't come to your mind at all. It's never exactly. even a thought. Yeah. Like, it's it's really easy for me just because I'm not. Right. And that always leads me to think, like, that might not be easy for some people. And it's... You, you see why I'm, like, scared to talk about this. No, it's no, no, like, absolutely. I don't no. want to take it out of context where it's... Exactly. But, no, you're right in that, like, 
people have made the point that people make it sound like it's so easy. Just don't do this. But these guys are usually repeat offenders. Yeah. And it's because they they it's in their brain. Like it's part of their makeup. And again, this mm-hmm. is not defending anybody. The best thing you can do if you're in that situation is try to get help and get out yeah. of it. And I think a lot of people do that. I, I, I maybe I'm wrong, but in, I mean, in, in my thought, I feel like a lot of people would be like, hey, I've got this really bad. But then even if you go to somebody, you have to trust them a lot, right? Yeah, because even if you're like open about it, right? Like it's just, it's so dicey because clearly a lot of the people who do commit such heinous acts are yeah. at least like aware that they're bad since the reason they try to hide it. Yeah, of course. And that alone proves that like there is some element of a conscience there. It's just not, as strong as it should be, you know? Right, yeah. And, but, th- and then there's, like, a whole other factor of, like, I think there are two different types of that kind of person. One of them is somebody who actually feels attraction for that. And the yeah. other one is somebody who would, it, it's more about the power, and it's like, yeah. I can, you're taking a malleable thing, and mm-hmm. you're turning it into yours, which is supremely fucked up. Like, that's its yeah. own thing. That's... I don't know if it's yeah. psychopathy or what, but that's, that's I'm, different. I'm mainly focusing on like the people who are just like psychologically attracted to essentially people they shouldn't be. Right, yeah. And to me, I will say, because I don't want to sympathize, right? It's such a dicey yeah, conversation, but I do like feel bad for the people who are smart enough to na- not act on it. Mm-hmm. Because that sounds like torture. Like, I'm sure a lot of them. I'm sure a lot of those people are not public with their issues, and they've just gone and gotten help and done everything they can. Sure. Because what a torturous place to be. And I was like, right. I, I don't know. I, I like don't. I'm like scared to talk about it because I was no, like, absolutely. I, I think you. I think you have a uh, different perspective too. Um, yeah. I was about to say a weird perspective, but that has a bad connotation. I didn't mean it that way. But it's like weird as in atypical. In that, you know, being asexual, right? It's like, yeah. or at least uh, somewhat ace yeah. um, at some level where like it's just like... gray, like on the spectrum of it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. like straight up. But Not like what, sex repulsed, but, you know. Exactly, yeah. But you have a different sort of like, you can't help that that's how your brain functions. Um, yeah. And, and for me, it's like a weird curiosity because I don't really have, like, I'm just kind of boring. Uh, I'm very picky with what and who I'm attracted to attracted yeah. to but it's it's all women and it's like i'm just a straight and none are minors cis dude and none are minors and thank god for that i'm actually none are like we talked about this before but none are like sub 25 like i'm at the point now in my life yeah. where like I, I if i see somebody below like 25 i'm just like Ugh. like 18 it's just, is 12 to me now yeah, it really does shift in a major way. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, it's fascinating how that happens. Because I feel like, you know, there are a lot of stories of um, famous people, you know, DiCaprio got a lot of crap for it, or, you know, stars or whatever, dating way younger women. Yeah, And at that point, you wonder, like, is it, it, it you have to just be attracted to the physicality of like 18 to 24 specifically, Dude. which is the same thing that, I personally, I can't find myself. Leonardo DiCaprio's sex life is unreal. Oh, it has to be. Are you yeah. aware of it? I know he has never dated anybody below twenty five. I think or above twenty five. Not even. I'm not even talking like about dating. I'm just talking about his one night stands. Oh no, I don't know that. Does so, he make people sign NDAs? <laughs> That's so, always my favorite thing. Across America, BP supports more than two hundred seventy five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pretty much he'll go like at a party scout out like the hottest girl or whoever he wants to just have sex with that night. Sure. Then he'll get like his uh bouncer bodyguard whatever and just be like, "Hey, um Leonardo DiCaprio saw you from across the room. He likes to take you to his room. This is his hotel number. Um and uh here is the key. 
uh, go in there and he'll be in there shortly and just like pretty much like like preps a, them yeah scouts them out gets them to sign yes they do sign an NDA sure and then uh, I think I just read like a story of like some girl who just like leaked it pretty much sure and and I I I live in LA now so like circles run similar I have friend of a friend has sure. had sex with Leonardo DiCaprio okay and I'm 26 <laughs> Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, gotcha, yeah. But, yeah, so then, yeah, he just, the girl goes so up to the hotel room, and it's empty, just sits on the bed. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio comes in in, like, a robe and headphones, does not take the headphones off. What? Uh-huh. Has really? sex. Leaves. What? Do you know? I have so many questions. Like, what is the sex like? Is it, like... Because, like, there's sex and there's, like, foreplay or is it just, like, very clinical, you know, like, like four minutes of, you know, just straight trying to get the objective complete. Like, are you playing the objective mm -hmm. or are you doing side quests? You know what I'm saying? Like, there are different aims when you're doing that kind of stuff. So, All right. I just try to find something and here's a, an article titled The Leonardo DiCaprio Headphone Sex Rumors Are Apparently Back. <laughs> now, there's a conspiracy. Headphone, mm -hmm. what is it, Bose, you think? Like, he's got, like, noise canceling or, like... I, I think probably at the start, but I feel like now he's kind of modernized to AirPods is where I'm going. Mm, it's just, it's about yeah. the mobility, right? Sure. Do you think, I, oh, God, I wonder if he, like, can't get off without them. Like, that's his fetish. He has to be listening to, I don't know, Tchaikovsky or something. Like, it has to be, <laughs> you know, like, a, it, he's got, like, a soundtrack for it. Uh, what I'm report reading right now was... Um, okay, actually, this is awesome. Um, he vapes during it as well. <laughs> and was reported, like, allegedly reported listening to MGMT. What? Really? That's not oh what I would God. expect? Oh, my God. This says, uh, yeah. Uh, this is saying AirPods. Oh, good shit. Good call, dude. Mm-hmm. Well done. I guess the, the quality doesn't have to be too high. I was just thinking, like, you know, uh, it, if you're at the apex of your field, best in the world, you want the best in the world headphones, but you're right. You would need a little bit of mobility uh, depending on what he's trying to do. So, yeah, Damn. I'm, like, okay. really looking through this, and <laughs> it's just funny to see other headlines that talks about Leonardo DiCaprio vapes and wears headphones while having sex. What's bizarre to me is that he... There they have evidence more... of him vaping at an award show. It's like, well, we know he vapes. <laughs> I wonder how many celebrities live these kind of lives and you don't hear about it. Why is it just DiCaprio? You know what I mean? Because there are a lot of handsome... Yeah. Like Brad Pitt in Hollywood. I'm trying to think of like Lifetime Bachelors. Um, I don't know if Brad Pitt has ever been married. I think George Clooney is off the table now, but... Um, yeah, I feel like for like a lot of them, like... I don't think being famous necessarily means being a whore. Right. Because, uh, like, I, I think it's pretty disgusting sleeping with fans, but I think I have a very different perspective because I think, like, a lot of, like, very early in my career, sure. you know, I was like, you know, if I had a situation, like, as long as, like, I could look past it, I think I'd be fine with it. And now yeah. I'm, like, very bitter into my career, and I'm like, no, fuck no. That's weird. Right, yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's a difference, too, between... Um, weirdly, I think there's a difference between like celebrity culture and internet influencer culture. And I don't yeah. know if I can articulate it, but for some reason, like if it's a celebrity sleeping with a fan that almost feels different to like a YouTuber or something, because as no, uh, maybe not, I haven't thought this out enough and I could just, yeah, be I, I do like see what you're saying because I think like the YouTuber influencer is definitely much more common man than Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, you don't have the veil of like, when you look at like a celebrity or somebody from the Academy, mm -hmm. it's almost like a god stepping down from Olympus and you mate with them to create Hercules. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yes, it, actually, feels, yes. it feels magical in that way, which isn't okay in a lot of ways, especially for like scene bands, which have been really fucking creepy look, with, you know, I but mean I'm, this, I mean like both adults, everything's on the level. Like, eh, you know. Maybe. I mean this with no shade implied, but if you're if you're sitting around a group of your gal pals and you're about to drop some tea, like 
<laughs> are they going to be more impressed by you sleeping with Leonardo DiCaprio or XQC? Yeah. 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 You kind of want to do it for the story. Yeah. It more has, than anything. This is, you know, not any amount of shade. It's just like, <laughs> just the celebrity impact. It's like, I feel like that's me trying to pick from the top of streaming for someone who's like in the upper echelon of celebrities. Like, right. Yeah, you try you tried to pick like a top Twitch and a top like celebrity. Yeah. 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 It's it's just like I, I don't know. It's just also that since they feel so common, man, it I don't know why. It feels I don't I can't explain the difference of it. Cause like I feel YouTubers, the same way. streamers Twitch sleeping with fans, it feels it feels like there's a smaller power imbalance, but it feels more manipulative somehow. It does. It does because I think you get to speak to that person individually. If Leonardo makes a, if Leonardo DiCaprio makes a movie that is out for, mm. for ostensibly the general public, like everybody yeah. could go see The Revenant. Everybody it could go feel see parasocial. Departed. Right, but if somebody who has cultivated an audience specifically for. Mm a game or for, you know, a, a specific interest, horror movies yeah. or cooking or whatever, then you're, you're, you, you have that thing that you share in common and that might be a potential bonding moment or something that they find, you know, they think makes you closer than you are as opposed to like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio fought a bear. I loved yeah. you in that movie where you were in the Titanic. Like, that's not him and you know that's I feel- not him. I feel like I'm kind of riddled with bad takes potentially in this episode. But <laughs> yeah, sleep- hey, hey, let me just make that clear. We're just talking. Like maybe yeah. we're both just <laughs> fucking way off base here. I I think uh it's like sleeping with your favorite YouTuber or streamer. Like I don't think it's always wrong because I know like a lot of streamers who like have dated a mod or something like that, you know. Sure. And it it kind of starts as like, you know, you you put him in a position of power, you start talking more, you really start talking more. Of course. But I, like, I feel like those kind of relationships are acceptable where you break down the walls for, uh, like, yeah. you know, for me, it's like if you meet someone who views you as Alpharad and then you get to know them so well that they no longer do, that's a little different. It's yeah. especially in like a romantic or dating sense. Um, but... I feel like sleeping with a just 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 sex. I'm just talking about sex, not anything right. romantic. But um it feels like the same energy as sleeping with your therapist. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Mm, okay. Just in the sense that it's like a very trusted, safe, a little different, I understand. Sure. It's like, you know, your your therapist. It's not that you should never sleep with your therapist. That your therapist should never sleep with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's that's that's kind of what I mean. It was like, um, in that position of power and something that you feel like a safe space or like something like that. It's it's not on you to say I won't do this. It's on the person in power. Does that does that happen a lot? What? Like sleeping with your therapist. Sleeping with your therapist. I'm actually curious now because that's like. You know, if you're going there, you're very vulnerable. You're probably making an emotional attachment, whether you realize it or not. I think a lot of people who are going through some really bad shit, maybe you're trying therapy for the first time or like, you know, for six months. Yikes. You know? Uh, Mm. One one little research. Uh, Studies say 10% of therapists have claimed to have sex with a patient. One in 10, really? Others say it's uh, closer to 2%, but like, you know, let's say it's one in 50. Oh, oh my God, that's still that's a lot. Still pretty high for yeah. for that feel. It's not like that happens with doctors. I don't think okay. anyway. <laughs> Here's uh from Psychology Today. So, um, it says True. this is a also this is a 1977 um, survey, so it's a little outdated. 
but said 12% of male therapists have had sex with a client and 2.6% of female therapists have had sex with clients. Ah, okay. Which I think that number feels a, you know. Oh my God. Okay, uh, Little Birdie is tweeting at me saying that an anonymous survey of 5,000 mental health professionals found that 95% of therapists reported having sexual fantasies about patients. Oh my God. 95? I don't think that's bad. I don't think it's bad. I just can't believe it's that common. I'm I'm surprised it's not like closer to 100 because I feel like in those situations, like you probably like sex is a topic you bring up in therapy. And sure, I, I feel like if people are actively telling you things about their sex life or very personal details, like I see how you could think of them like that. I think fantasy is a strong word. Fa- I was going to say, I don't think that's a yeah. fan. I could see you envisioning it and trying to put it into perspective almost. Maybe that's too clinical. Uh, but yeah. fantasy is the strong word there. Yeah. Yeah. But as I see as like, that is a very different statistic than having sure. sex. I will I will be clear also. I've never been to therapy. So I don't know what the experience oh, is word. like. Yeah, I I feel like I should. I'm from Yeah, dog, you got to get on that wave. Well, it's a weird thing because I so I Dr. K did, or Healthy Gamer or whatever had uh-huh. a whole thing on Twitch where like if you're a Twitch partner, you could get 6 weeks free. And I did it with them just to see, right? Just mm-hmm. to see how I, you know, cuz everybody has some stuff rattling around. So what I did was I did the six weeks, but what it ended up becoming is I would go to the guy and be like, hey, these are my issues. I recognize that they're issues. This is what I do to cope with them. I try to overcorrect and oversteer in the other way to try to make up for it. And I think I know where my blind spots are. And he's like, yeah, you seem like you handle it pretty healthily. And then we would just talk bullshit for the next, you know, 45 minutes. I I had a therapist who also did that. Yeah. And I think, I think, you can kind of get validated from the wrong thing of like going to therapy and being like, they said I'm fine. Or, you know, they said I'm good right. at processing yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Which uh, I, the second therapist I went to, um, I, I went to my first one for like a couple of years and I was like, yeah, I am good at processing things. Sure. And I don't think I had a lot of growth during that phase. But then when I, I brought that information to my second therapist and I was like, yeah, I wish, I wish my last therapist challenged me more. I wish they told me no and kind of like maybe be a little more reflective. No, and I think you're you right. Tell your therapist that they will just act on that. I think you're right, and especially because this was clearly like a six-week, it almost felt like a promo thing, and it Mm -hmm. was like this guy's only, like the program was specifically for content creators and what it's like, like streamer burnout, whatever, you know, like the actual issues that content creators go with more than like a general thing. So no, you're right, It, it didn't have the same feel, but it did make me feel like, you know, what's the... I don't feel like I'm at the point where I need it, but I feel like everybody needs it, right? So... I, I think I come from the generation where before it was as widely accepted. So it's just like, you know, deal with it, pussy. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's not that I don't think it's important or that I don't care. It's that I don't think I owe it to myself. Does that make sense? I'm just yeah. like, oh, I'll be fine. I don't mind if other people do it, but I'm okay. Even though I think it would be helpful, probably. Yeah, I'm it's reading a weird perspective. more articles of like the therapist thing or just like in sexual acts. That's and crazy. It, it all stems like this one says like nine to twelve percent of people have had crossed a sexual boundary with their client, mm-hmm. and you know they're saying like if that ever happens, even if you were the one who initiated, like you can report them to like the state board. Sure. And, uh, you know the therapists never do that. Blah blah blah. It's like even after you stop going to therapy, that power balance will forever exist. So just never. It's it's a weird thing because it lies at the intersection of like human beings as animal things with like you can't control your instincts your thoughts whatever you can obviously be professional and not act on them but like the 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 concept of an animal sitting down with another animal and and talking about their problems and relating to them on an emotional level and it not being for the purposes of you know going that far feels like, I don't know. I can't see two monkeys doing that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Two two hamsters or something. And it's a weird intersection to be at. And clearly, like, the bottom line is it should never happen. But when you put people in those situations, somehow, I guess it does. That's insane to me. It blows my mind. I think. Huh. Yeah, I have no idea. How did we even get on here? 
Yeah, I'm I'm reading like a Yahoo Answers type thing on a, <laughs> a uh, valuable source. Just yeah, who's done it? Be honest. <laughs> and someone's like, has anyone slept with a therapist? And here we have Brent Thornton, who says yes, she and I did because. I went to her for a masturbating problem and she asked me to masturbate in front of her. So I did. And I, then I could not get hard. So she started sucking me off and we had sex and it was so good. Oh my God. Can therapists it's, do that? What the fuck? I just think it's funny that there's no like reflection on his side of like, was this fucked up or not? He just says, it was <laughs> that, so good. That was awesome. I go to <laughs> therapy three times a week now. <laughs> Holy shit. Therapy as prostitution. That's crazy. I like this article that's a related questions that I had sex with my therapist during a session and she still charged me for it. What do I do? <laughs> like that's his issue. He's like, is I don't want to do prostitution. <laughs> Come on, lady. I thought we were on the same wavelength here. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's <sighs> yeah. Um I, you know what? I'll call it at that. A ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you want to tap Oof. out here? What yeah, a, don't even what a, want to recap what we got here. I don't know. This was, uh, this was, we went down some, some Hollywood into, conspiracies. Into some tunnels. Into some tunnels, let's say. Yeah. We started in Hollywood conspiracies. Broke off into like some more stuff. We talked about Richard Gere with the gerbil in his ass. That's very funny. We talked funny. about, um, uh, uh, like Adrenochrome, Pizzagate. Then we, when we brought up, briefly brought up like Manson family murders, that jumped us to uh, once time, once upon a time in Hollywood, which started talking about Margot Robbie, started talking right. about her feet, started talking about Feet Girl, and then we started talking about feet oh, girl. we're not attracted to feet. How lucky! Then we said, yeah, imagine being attracted to minors. That sucks. That does. And and we emphasized how we're not sympathizing for. Pedophiles. We're not defending pedophiles. We it's just never. a talking point. Yep. And uh, then after that, we brief, we swiftly jumped off that topic when we realized where it was heading. Thank and God for that. We started talking about just the imbalance of well, Leonardo DiCaprio vaping, listening to Electric Field by MGMT, and just piping eighteen-year-olds in LA. And actually, I had another point on that because we were talking about the creator stuff. I I wanted to iterate also how scary it must be for a creator to be in that kind of situation where like you're feeling attraction for a fan that like you've yeah. gotten close to not in a predatory way not in a way that's like you know a mm -hmm. power imbalance but it's like you got to talk with them more and you like them but it's like can you trust them to not yeah. leak all your shit and like can you get close to them personally uh it that must be very scary on the creator side. Because I don't think it's like inherently predatory to, um, you know, go after people who just look up to you and respect you. No, I don't think so either. But, but it, it does create there's a an right environment. and wrong way to do it. Yeah, it's it's a it's an environment that's easy to exploit like any other thing. But it doesn't mean that it's inherently bad. Yeah. Otherwise, then you say like, oh, you can only date people who are the same size as you in your same industry. Right. Because then even creator relationships could have like power imbalances. Like one person's giant because then you see like a, a lot of situations of people being like, well, they're just using you for this or, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Same energy. Kanye West, Taylor Swift saying I made that bitch famous. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a relationship, but you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, we were on Leonardo DiCaprio listening to Electric Feel. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then therapy. Yeah, I think. Then we start. Oh, we started talking about like how YouTubers and celebrities sleeping with fans is different in energy, and I compared it to the power and balance of a therapist. That's what it is. And then we found then out we that every therapist apparently thinks about their client, which is insane that's to so me. Weird. That's so that's strange. So it is a weird. large number. Honestly, I don't really know what percentage I expected to have had sex with their, um their client base, clientele, because I, I, I'm like not naive enough. Like you said, 2% still high. <laughs> I'm not naive to say it's 0%, right. you know? Because, um, like, the, the thing that scares me about that 10% is that I'm sure of that 10%, half of them probably only did it once with, like, one client. Oh, sure, yeah. But the other half is a probably very repeated thing for, like, all their for the people they, because they, I, I would guess a therapist can have like realistically eight clients on a work day. Sure. Yeah. 
And that's 40 clients across a week if you're like completely maxed out, which right. you probably aren't. So let's just say like 15, you know, 15 sure. people you talk to a week. Yeah, and there's a lot of turnover and people coming and people going. And yeah, that, some are no, monthly, some are bi-weekly. You probably, yeah, you probably do have like over 30 clients a month. Yeah, that's interesting. And so you're meeting a lot of people, so. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, if I go through like, 30 people a month like you know it's it's I could, I could probably meet someone i could date or something like that sure yeah but but it's just the environment you know like that's so different yeah definitely it's uh it is bizarre i don't even I, I like i said as somebody who's never been to therapy i don't even have a like a foundation to understand mm -hmm. that like the 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 relationship i guess other than what yeah. i've seen in media which is obviously not like the big long freud chase you know <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean it's like i get it from the therapist having thoughts i especially get it from like the client who's like could have thoughts you know just sure because yeah. that's a lot of emotional intimacy on your side of course yeah because you're oh, you're you're sort of pouring everything out there from the other person and when you're in that like vulnerable state you're probably more likely to to like misconstrue signs or perceive things the other way Damn, what a weird topic, but interesting at the same time. So, uh, if if I think the perfect way to round this whole episode off is that uh, there there is a psychological disorder known as a conspiracy theory addiction. Really, can be res resolved in therapy. So you can probably just have your therapist listen to this full episode and see what they think. <laughs> Bring us into your therapy office and Put them listen. On the hot seat. Maybe not this episode, because this one, this one, like, who the hell are these guys? No, Where are they talking about? No, no, about no, this? play it. See if they get a comfortable. <laughs> yeah. How about you grow your therapist, bring this in, and let us know how it goes. Go ahead and uh go ahead and hit us up and we'll uh we'll read those stories next time. That'll be oh god. That's scary. I, I think this has been a pretty rough episode from the start. I'll I'll say it. So, next uh, week will be better. <laughs> next week will be We have that. We do have one day at a time. We'll make it work. All right. See you next time. Bye. How Did We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gowland, Jacob Rabin, and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is by Garrett Williamson, and our engineer audio producer is Justin Asher. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. <laughs> <laughs> 